It says, therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold. Say, behold. behold. Oh, not somebody. Say, behold. 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 Amen. Every statement, every word in the scripture is very important. It says that therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. Now that word behold means to see. So it says, if, therefore, if any man is in Christ, he is a new creation or a new creature. Come on, shout glory. Amen. If any man is in Christ, or if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. He did not say that, therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a Christian. Did he say that? Yes, the reason why he did not say that. He said he is a new creature. Why? Because he wants to draw the attention of the church to who this new creature really is. So he says, if any man be in Christ, so it means that you can be in Christ and you can be outside Christ. Is that true or false? You are only called a new creature when you are in Christ. You are a man. But you can be a man outside Christ. Is that true? Oh, this is your response. It will make us delay. Amen. Shout glory. So it says, if any man be in Christ, he is. He is what? A new creature. He will not be. He is. So he wants us to know. He wants us to know that when a man steps into Christ, he is no longer a man. Before he is in Christ, he is called a man, if any man. But when he steps into Christ, how does he step into Christ? By believing with his heart that Christ was raised and confessing the Lordship of Jesus. When we believe with our heart, the scripture says we believe unto righteousness. And then by our mouth confession is made. So when we believe with our heart and we make the confession, we come into Christ. So that if somebody steps into this church and is not born again, he enters the church as a man. Any man. Say any man. Any man. But when he steps, when he believes with his heart and confesses the Lordship of Jesus, he has moved beyond the realm where he is seen in the sight of God as just any man, to what God calls the new creature. Is that true or false? Come on, shout glory. glory. Who just caught what I just said? And such a person has become, in the sight of God, a different person. It's important to, it's important to God our understanding of ourselves as Christians, as the church of Jesus. As the new creature. Shout glory. glory. So if somebody steps into church right now. And he's just an ordinary man. He calls, he calls him any man. But when he makes those confession, He steps into Christ. In the sight of God. That same man. Who entered. And confessed the lordship. And the one who is going back to his seat. Is a different person. I don't know what I just said. The one who just came like this, we saw him. Facially, he looks the same. Facially, that's what. He looks the same. But he comes into, he comes into the church as a man. Then he confesses the lordship of Jesus. Then he is known as the new creature. Is that powerful? Is that powerful? So when the scriptures define man, he defines man as a person who is a spirit having a soul. And living in a body. So in the sight of God, or scripturally, when we say, who is man? Come on, shout glory. glory. It's like when you ask, what is glory? <laughs> Amen. Amen. Who is man? Man is a spirit having a soul and living in a body. That is man. But you see, man is a creation. When we say something is a creation, oh, follow me. Are you following me? Yes, it's very important. When we say something is a creation, what that means is that, see, creation is a process or an act of bringing something new into existence. So man himself is a creation. But it says the man in Christ. So there are two things. There is man 
And there is man in Christ. Do you hear what I just said? There is man and there is man in Christ. Man simply means spiritual body. Shout glory. glory. Man in Christ is called or equals new creation. Mathematical equation. Is that powerful? A plus B equals what? <laughs> you understand? So, man in Christ equals the new creation or the new creature. But man himself is a creation. He was brought into existence. Man. But then he talks about something else here. He talks about the new creation. So there is the creation then. Then there is the new creation now. Why does God want us to have this understanding? You see, what I'm bringing to you, they look like sounds. Don't they look like sounds? Those are words of the Spirit. Shout glory. glory. Why does God want us to have this understanding? That if any man is in Christ, he is not just any man. Have you heard people say, oh, I'm just, we are just ordinary people walking on this earth? There are many Christians who think they are just ordinary people walking on this earth, waiting for them to die, and then they go to heaven. There are Christians who think they are just walking on this earth for nothing. God just brought us on this earth just to walk around, and when it is time, death will lay hold on us, and then we will go. Amen. That is a wrong mentality and understanding. Do you understand what I'm saying? A person who works with that kind of understanding cannot see what we call peace. It's very important. Take us to Galatians quickly, chapter 6, verse 15. So it's very important we understand. I don't want to go into all of that, but it's very important. The man in Christ is a different person. Not somebody say, the man in Christ. The man in Christ. Oh. Why you didn't eat some watching this morning? Say the man in Christ. Say it as you mean. Say the man in Christ is a new creature. Is that not powerful? When we say something is a new creation or a new creature, what does it mean? You understand? He says, if any man is in Christ, he is a new creature. So the scriptures actually call man the creation. Says the creature or the creation awaits for the manifestation of the sons of God. The creature. The creation. Man. But when we say something is a new creation, it actually means to bring something or a person new into existence. Something new into existence. We call it a new creation. And it's very important. Follow me. Say, I'm following you. Say, I'm following you. Before I go into that, I said what Galatians. It says, for in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision availeth anything nor uncircumcision, says, but a new creature. For in Christ Jesus. So all of us who are born again, we are actually in Christ Jesus. It is not an imagination. No. It is not a fact. No. It is the truth. It is the reality of the word of God. So some of us, all of us say, oh, we are in Christ, we are in Christ. But we are not experiencing the person of Christ in us, because we don't know. But it says, for in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision availeth anything. That's why I'm saying that until you walk in the understanding of the new creation, you know, there are leaders of churches who think the teaching of the new creation is like something new in the system. Oh, is there something new? All these new creation preachers, all these grace preachers. See? Is that not powerful? It's because they don't have this understanding. Why? Because the better revelation of God was only revealed in the New Testament. The better revelation of God. So all those who say, oh, this new creation or these grace preachers are then teaching the law. The Bible says the law was given by Moses to which people? To the Jews. Is that true or false? Shout powerful. When you catch this understanding, this month you will see liftings. Amen. Amen. But it says, for in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision. He talks about circumcision because under, under the law, the Jews were required to circumcise as a sign of their covenant with God. So it says, the circumcision, referring to the Jews. Then, it says, availeth anything, nor uncircumcision, referring to the Gentiles. 
So before Christ Jesus came, there were the Jews and the Gentiles. The Jews had a covenant with God. Amen. Amen. And the Gentiles were aliens, strangers to God. Go to verse 16. It says what? Maladosa. Lift up your right and just pray in the Holy Ghost. Madosh Aka. Ates e kuvasi vrandosh apalikadosh. Mata kabasi te kobo shadahaya. It says for and as many as walk according to this rule. As many. Are you looking at here? Say as many. Say as many. As many what? As many of us. As many of us. Says as many as walk according to this principle or this rule. What rule? That if somebody is in Christ, he is a new creature and doesn't matter about circumcision or uncircumcision. Says if we walk according to this rule, what will happen to us? It says peace be on them. So some of us, our minds are full of a lot of issues, even as we sit down here because there is no peace. Jesus said, my peace. I give unto you. But it says that if you walk according to this understanding, then you will walk in peace. It says, peace be on them. And mercy, that's the absence of judgment. And upon all the Israel of God. He calls the Christians now the Israel of God. Is that not powerful? But peace, the word peace there means rest. It means prosperity. It means assurance. It is not when your heart is troubled, no. You have this, even when things are not working right, you have this assurance that as a new creation, oh, malados akapalada. Paul talked about the new creation at the point in time, he says, if God be for us. Now, he talks about if God be for us after he has spoken about the new creation. Just who can be against us? Because he knows that the new creation, understanding the new creation, makes you a champion. The understanding. That you are a new creation. And that you are not an ordinary person. Kabos attire. Shout glory. So a new creation is something which is new. You see, that is being brought into existence. We call that thing or that person a new creation. Something new. For instance, when Huawei came... Huawei was a new creation. If Samsung, and this, this is the understanding God wants us to have. If Samsung does S6, and after that they do S8 and all that, in the mind of God, according to what he's describing, it is not a new creation. It's an upgraded version. The Christian is not an upgraded version. The Christian is a new creation. You see, there are many, I'm, I'm teaching some of this because there are Christians who think like that. They think that we are just an upgraded version of Adam. Shout glory. glory. We are not upgraded at all. Glory. Adam is a creation. The man Adam. The mankind of God. Then the Christian is another kind of creation. He calls that a new creation. The clothes that you wear to church last, you wore to church last week. And what your seamstress has sewn this week for you to wear, they are not the same. Are they the same? It is the same you wearing it. Is it the same you wearing it? But those two clothes are different. One is a creation. The other is a new creation. As long as it was sewn just last week or last Friday and you wore it today. How many of you understand what I just said? So they are not the same. And that is the understanding. That is what the scriptures call spiritual understanding. That kind of understanding of Christ and you. The, your association with Christ. That kind of understanding. It is spiritual, not mental. When it hits you left and right, your words change. Your mentality change. What you pursue changes. Your vision changes. Say, I cannot be ordinary. Say, it is too late for me to be ordinary. It's important to understand we are not ordinary people. It's very important. Shout glory. glory. Take us to Ephesians quickly. We are the ones who win no matter what and when. 
and win. We are the ones who win no matter what and win. We are. Say, I am. I am. Say, say I, am. I am. Say, we are. We are. Not, we will be. So I always say that what we call testimonies are just a manifestation of who we are. You should first know who you are. Oh, Malandos Akalabasota. Say, I refuse a no. I refuse a no. Go, take us to where? Ephesians chapter 1, verse 3, quickly. Lift up your right hand again, pray in the Holy Ghost. You have to do something today. It's very important. Oh, thank you, Holy Ghost. Thank you, oh, my Father, for giving us your son. Ah, and living your spirit till your way on earth. It says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. Where are the blessings? Oh, where are the blessings? So, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us just with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. So, He has blessed us, just the God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the God and the Father of our Lord. That is that's another revelation. See another revelation. Has blessed us. He is not going to bless us. He has blessed us. Says with all spiritual blessings. In heavenly places in Christ. You see. When you are spiritually active. The physical will respond. Is that true or false? When you are spiritually active. When you are a church goer. You are in trouble. When you are a church truant, you are in trouble. When you are a word hearer, you are in charge. Say true, say true, true, true. So what you are saying is true, is true. Say it's true. Kalabasata. <laughs> Go to verse 4. Shout glory. Are you here? We are here. Shout glory. Is that powerful? It says, according as he has chosen us in him, before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. Is that powerful? powerful. Say the predestinate will of God. Oh, say it as if you are calculating some mathematics. Say the predestinate will of God. Say it again. Say the predestinate will of God. According as he has chosen us in him, it says, before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame. Can we all read from verse 4 to verse 9? Put it there, project it for us. One, two, go, quickly. Uh-huh. 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 foundation of the world. So that means that the new creation was chosen in God 
It says, before the foundation of the world. That we should be holy and without blame before Him in love. So the new creation was chosen in God. It says, before the foundation of the world. Is that true? That's what the scriptures say. The new creation was chosen according to us. He has chosen us in Him. He has done what? Say, I have been chosen in Him. Before the foundation of the world. Oh, did I say, say something? I say, say that I have been chosen in Him. Before the foundation of the world. So the new creation was chosen in God. When? Before the... I want you to follow me. If you don't follow me scripturally, you won't understand anything today. Amen. Amen. And what I'm teaching is very important. It's what makes me put my legs on demons. So if you want to put your legs on demons, you have to know these things. Is that true or false? We are taking over this world. You can believe it or not. We will believe. You, you don't believe that you take over this world. So you are just sitting down watching like this. Mantos Atalada. See, the little one shall become a great nation. This eye, the Lord will hasten it in his time. That scripture, when it hits me every morning, I say, this is true. This is what will happen in 2020. For all watching this nation before. According as he has chosen us in him, says, before the foundation of the world. So he tells us when, before, not after. See, I'm teaching you this because many Christians also think that the Christian came into play or came into the scene after sin and all that came. And then God was now looking for a strategy and said, let me now bring some Christians or let me save them from their sins. That is why many Christians think. But Paul, by revelation, is telling us that when it comes to the church of Jesus Christ, the church was chosen in God. It says, before the foundation of the world. That means that before God said, light be. Before God said, let us make man in our image. Before God was making all those declarations, God had an original intent. Go to verse 9, quickly. Are you here? Are you here? Are you here? Having made known unto us the mystery of his will. Is that not powerful? According to his good pleasure, which he has purposed in himself. This is Paul writing by revelation. That God has made known unto us the mystery. A mystery is something which is secret. The secret of God's will. So that means that before putting verse 4 and verse 9 together, before the foundation of the world, God had a secret. He called that the mystery of His will. God had a purpose. He calls that a purpose that is purposed in God Himself. Shout glory. glory. And God kept that purpose within Himself. Shout glory. glory. And that purpose is the church. The new creation. It is that purpose he calls the predestinate purpose or will of God. It was, it was in God. Not revealed to any man yet. Was in God. Only God. When Elohim stood to say, let us make man. Even though he was talking about the making of man or the creation of man. In himself, he had purposed another creation. So you see, before Adam was, was the new creation. Before Adam. Before God created Adam, he had a will. That will is what we call the predestinate will. And according to the scriptures, that will was in God all by himself. No one knew that well. Is that powerful? It's powerful? When you understand these things, you understand why you are on this earth. Life becomes meaningful to you. 
When you don't understand these truths, life doesn't become meaningful to you. Your life is to marry and have children. That's all. But when you understand some of these things, you go beyond that. You understand that God has placed you on this earth to distribute His glory. Then you understand what this glory is all about. Shout powerful. So before Adam was, was this intent, this purpose, this will of God hidden in God alone. So whilst God was creating man, forming out of the dust, speaking for fishes to come, speaking for animals to come, he was, that was creation. But he had an original plan within himself. So you see, when we say the predestinate will, we are talking about God's plans. Right, this is very important. God's purpose. God's provisions. Say, God is God by himself. Say, say God, you are God by yourself. So, before time began, and throughout time, God had a purpose hidden within himself. God had a will within himself. Do you understand what I just said? Before time. Say, before time. Before the beginning of things. Say before the beginning of things. The beginning of so God conceived this purpose and concealed this purpose within himself in eternity. Shout glory. glory. I must know what I just said. Is that powerful? So when we say the predestinate will, we are talking about the plans, the purpose, the provisions of God. That were not revealed to any man. Right? That's very important. Provisions, the plans, purpose. That was not revealed to any man. Until the dispensation of the fullness of times. We don't have time. We have read read through Ephesians chapter 3. Very powerful. Say the dispensation of the fullness of times. God's plans and all that that was not revealed to any man until a particular time where we call the dispensation of the fullness of times. Come on, shout glory. glory. See, it is like a person has a will or a purpose within him. As you sit down here right now, your purpose that is within you that you've not said it or written it down, do we know? We can only know through the Spirit. Is that true or false? So you can have a purpose or an intent within your spirit as a man. Now, like any man, purpose, will. Unknown to any man, but known only to yourself. It may be to build, what? An auditorium, nobody knows. Or to build a five, whatever, nobody knows. Or to buy a Mercedes Benz, nobody knows. But that will or purpose is within your spirit. Until it is revealed by you writing it down or saying it to your friend, we will never know. You can even have a purpose to kill yourself and we will never know. Is that not a purpose? It's a will. A decision to do something. Is that true or false? And we would never know. The only time we can know is when it is revealed. Come on, shout glory. glory. So you can carry a purpose for 10 years and it's unknown to anyone. Is that true or false? True. Not even your husband or your wife. Is that true or false? And that purpose will be hidden within your spirit for 10 years, 15 years. Until maybe the 17th year, you bring it out. Is that true? Some can have a purpose within their spirits or a will within their spirits or within their hearts, before marriage. Not about marriage, but a will that is in your heart even before you marry. Then you marry and give birth and all that, and after 17 years, that same will is still within your heart. Is that true or false? So God had a will and a purpose in himself. And never revealed it to any man. Not to Isaac. Not to Abraham. Not to Moses. Not to Elijah. 
He kept it to himself. Waiting for a particular time. It is that time that the, the scriptures call that time the dispensation of the fullness of times. Or the fullness of times. Waiting for that time. And that purpose God had within himself is what we refer to as the predestinate will of God. Come on, shout glory. glory. Is that true? Do you understand now? It's what we refer to as the predestinate will of God. So it was hidden to God. It was only revealed to Paul the apostle. And it's very powerful. God is God by himself. Say God is God by himself. God is God by himself. So I'm trying to draw attention to the fact that we the Christian did not come into play or the new creation. Say new. new. Creation. creation. Say it again. Say new. new. Oh, say it as you mean it, Dr. I'm not saying you say it. Say, say new. New. Creation. creation. Say new. New. Creation. Say that. Say new. New. Creation. So you see, that tells us that it is not the presence of sin that brought Christ Jesus. Now, many Christians just think that Christ Jesus came because sin came. So if sin had not come, Christ wouldn't have come. But that is not what he tells us here. So it is not just sin that brought Christ Jesus onto this earth. Or that made God now say, I'm going to come. No. What brought Christ Jesus was God's predestinate will. Not sin. Not the sin of man or the sin of Adam. But God's predestinate will. Are you writing something down? And that also tells us that Adam is not God's original intent. You hear what I just said? Adam is not God's original intent. Adam was not God's original intent and purpose. Come on, shout glory. glory. When I talk about Adam, I'm talking about the first man, Adam. He's not God's original intent. When God was forming him, God had another kind of being or creation in his mind and in his spirit, waiting for the time where he will reveal them. But he was creating man and waiting. It is called the long suffering of God. When God wants to do something very mighty, and decides to start in a particular way and move gradually until it is the right time, the right season before he does it. He, he long suffers. He endures until when it is time. Come on, shout glory. glory. Is that true? So that tells us that God's original purpose was Christ and his church, not the creation of man. Now, in fact, God knew that man was going to fall. The scripture says that the lamb was slain. It says before the foundation of the world. So God knew the lamb will be slain. Then God also knew this purpose. But this purpose which he calls the purpose of God. Or the predestinate purpose of God was in God. He knew it. It says before. Did I say before the foundation of the world? Or it is written. Did you see it there? It says before the foundation of the world. Before time began. So God knew that man would sin. It wasn't the news to him. Come on, shout glory. glory. But before God knew man would sin, God knew this purpose. That is how come the sin of man did not shake God. <laughs> come on, shout glory. glory. So he knew. He says, the lamb was slain just before the foundation of the world. The lamb was slain. Is that not powerful? powerful. It's like I hand you an envelope. What I'm doing now? It's like I hand you an envelope and you, the, the, there are treasures inside and I close it and I say put it down. You put it down. You don't know what is inside. But there is something inside. There was something in God. That's how it says. And he brought it out. He's brought it out now. But before he did that, it was in him. Quietly. And nobody knew. So it's important we understand as Christians that it's not just sin. The reason why many people say, oh, sin is what brought Jesus because when Jesus came, he dealt with sin first in sinful man. But that was, that was first. 
He had to do that before he could bring this man, the new man. That's why many say, it is because of sin. But you see, there are a lot of reasons why Jesus came. A lot of reasons. The church has stayed with the sin reason and have left the others. For instance, many Christians don't know that Jesus came so that we can know God on a personal level. Many don't know. So many Christians don't know God. They say we cannot know God. Is that true or false? But when Jesus came, he told us. He says that he has come so that he can reveal God to us. So that we can know God. Many don't know that Jesus came so that we could have God. Up to now, many Christians don't know that we have God. How many of you know that you have God? <laughs> I'm not talking about the theoretical understanding of we have God. Those are casual talks. They don't produce results. That's why you say because those are casual things. When you know within your spirit that you know God, when you know within your spirit that you have God. But many don't know. I say, I say the Christian is a God-haver. Is that true or false? It's a God-haver. But one thing that is very important is that we understand that sin came into, into place too. It came into being. It's true. But before sin came, God had a purpose within himself. It's very important. Tell me what I just said. So God was not motivated by sin to now change strategies. No. Or inspired by sin. Or influenced by sin to change strategies. No. Come on, shout glory. glory. Is that powerful? Is that powerful? Is that powerful? Is that powerful? This is very important. Take us to Ephesians chapter 3. Lift up your right hand and say, Glory. Glory. It's very important. Say, It's very important. It's very important. Say it again. Say, It's very important. It's very important. Say, It's very important. It's very important. When you understand some of these truths and they hit you left and right, like I always say, the kind of future you will create will amaze you yourself. It's not every time that See, you can create the future you want. You can do what? Create the future and you can create the world you want to live in. It's possible. That is what we are doing. We are creating the world we want to live in. Very soon, our world will be surrounded by only healthy people. And when, when the sick enters, they will get healed. Very soon, our world will be surrounded by wealthy people. When the poor enters, they will get rich. This is to tend the children of disobedience. This is to the wisdom of the just. To tend the children of disobedience to the wisdom of the just. So there is the wisdom of the just. Then there is the wisdom of the world, which we learn at Legon and Harvard and all that. See, you are not ordinary. No matter where you sleep today, you are not ordinary. This roof will change where you sleep. Amen. Oh, I didn't hear that. Amen. Amen. That is truth. Say truth. truth. To change where you stay. Shout glory. Glory. Go to verse 9. Let me see. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 9, quickly. Oh, shout glory. There are certain truths. I'm teaching you. This is, I'm te- this is called New Testament teaching. This is teaching. Amen. When you stay in the Old Testament for a long time, you become old. <laughs> Do you know why you become old quickly? When you stay there. Because what you are staying in has been abolished. <laughs> Shout glory. Paul says, and to make... All, I don't have time to read all of this. And to make all men see... What is the fellowship of the mystery? Which from the beginning of the world, which were from the beginning of the world, has been hid. It is what? Hid in God, who created all things by Jesus Christ. So this thing Paul was talking about, when he starts from verse 3, he talks about God giving him the grace to be able to teach us, the church, 
what God had hid in himself before the foundation of the world and did not reveal it to any man until Jesus came, until Paul came. So God could keep a secret. He calls that secret the mystery, the hidden thing of his plans, of his will. So Paul was given that grace to reveal it. That is why Paul wrote two texts of the New Testament. And wrote to the point where Paul, Peter the Apostle said, there are things that Paul even talks about that is difficult to understand. <laughs> Paul was so full of revelations because what he was bringing up were these things. This was, the, this was the truth he was talking about. And God gave him that grace to reveal it to the church. The church ought to know who they are. The Christian, the new creation must know who he is in Christ. There is what rules man. And there is what should rule the Christian. You hear what I just said? There is what governs man. I'm going to die anyhow. Governs man. I live to fulfill a purpose. Governs the new creation. In the mouth of the new creation is I live. In the mouth of man is I die. <laughs> you know what I just said? It's very important. In the mouth of man is I fail. I am confused. In the mouth of the new creation is that I, I am a success in Christ Jesus. It doesn't matter where I find myself, I will produce success. The Bible says, Paul, full of this revelation. Say, Paul. Oh, say, Paul, Paul, Paul. Full of this revelation. Did mighty miracles among the people. Full of these revelations. When you are full of these truths and revelations, you will do things. Did you hear what I just said? I said, you do what? You do what? You cannot see yourself losing in life as a Christian and sit down losing, saying, God, why, when will you come and help me? Say, you don't understand you. You don't do what? You. you don't understand you. That's why I'm teaching you to you. Okay. Say, teach us our identity. They teach us our identity. Go to Titus chapter 1, verse 2 quickly. I want to just end somewhere, but I want to hit some, something and then end. Shout glory. glory. I am not ordinary. What I wear does what I wear doesn't show me whether I'm ordinary or not ordinary. I might have worn slippers to church today. It doesn't make me ordinary. In fact, I might not have traveled to anywhere before. I just stay in Laboni and I've stayed in Laboni forever. I've not gone anywhere. It still doesn't make me ordinary. In fact, when I meet my friends who went to school in the United States and UK and all that, I'm still not ordinary. My parents did not take me to school. I'm still not ordinary. I'm still not ordinary. <laughs> Do you hear what I'm saying? Yes, sir. See, when this understanding hits you, extraordinary things will begin to happen in your life. Amen. I've said it before that nothing happens in the kingdom by chance. Where I want to get to in life will not come to me by luck or chance. The more you dip your head into the word of God and follow the teachings, the more you are programming your life and yourself for a greater destiny and future. Shout glory. glory. Because in the sight of God, you are not a small person. Don't let anybody look down on you. Don't let anybody do what? They say he's been wearing one shoe to church. And so what? He's not ordinary. With that one shoe, with this understanding... He will have collections of shoes and give some to people. Have you believed that that can happen? Let me tell you the things I'm saying, they are things of the Spirit. Sometimes when we come to church and the man of God is declaring, we don't want it. When we say, let us pray, we don't want it. They say, they must prophesy to me directly. I've seen people who come to church and receive testimony and they say, oh, the testimony is not from the church because the man of God did not say that I will have it. It is ignorance on display. I'll teach you something before I close. Say, teach us. So it's very important. The pronouncement of the man of God causes the blessings, the spiritual blessings to manifest. 
when you study even in the Old Testament, it says the priest will pronounce their blessings. Those people were blessed though. They were so blessed that the prophet Balaam could not curse them. Yeah. When he went, he said he was going to say, and he opened his mouth to curse them, blessings were just coming. That's how blessed the Israelites were at that time. Are they still not blessed, the nation? But how was the blessing going to manifest? That is why Isaac said, bring, bring me venison. Let me eat and bless you. There were descendants of Isaac, Abraham, according to the flesh. So they were blessed. But for that blessing to manifest, they needed a pronouncement. So when we pronounce that you are... Let me tell you something. Can I tell you something? The cure to every curse is the pronouncement of blessing. You hear what I just said? So people say, come and let us break curses out of your ancestor's father. Or your father's ancestor. Our ancestor's thing. They don't understand the New Testament. That is why they break the curse. They say, we've broken it. Then the person seems to have the same experience. Then they go to another man of God to break the curse. Then they go to another man of God to break the curse. Why? Because in the New Testament, we don't break curses. In the New Testament, we are blessed. So when, what is the solution to light, to darkness? It's light. What is the solution to death? It's life. The solution to curse is blessing. Simple. You don't have to break darkness for light to come to you. So do we break death for life to come? When Jesus went and the people were dead, or whoever was dead that Jesus raised back, he did not say that, I, I break you death. I, did he say that? He says, young man, I say unto thee, arise. Why? Speaking life. Then he said, I am the resurrection and the life. So he released life. That's the reason why some of you still see your life somewhere because you don't respond to the blessings. When we say, when so you can't say, my auntie cares me, Papa, I'm afraid. It must not work. Oh. Your fear will make it work. <laughs> but listen, when the man of God says, I bless you, even if you did not come and report, and the man of God just stood there and said, or the man of God, the person said, I bless you in the name of Jesus. Do you know what that means? I bless you in the name of Jesus. I bless your business in the name of Jesus. When we say that, it's a, <laughs> a man of God should have prophesied today. Is that true of us? Some of you even say, God bless you, you don't respond. Sometimes even on the page, you say, God bless you, you don't respond. God bless you, you don't respond. You want them to carry you and put you somewhere for cases to be broken. Go to a chair and see. All the pastors that are breaking curse and breaking curse. Say mercy, mercy. mercy. Says, as many as walk according to this rule, says peace on them. Not moving from hell to hell, peace on them. Things may not have started working, but there is that peace. You can see tomorrow from today. We are where we are because we saw today. And we will be where we will be because we see tomorrow. Is that true or false? If you can't see anything, it's because you don't know these truths we are teaching. God said, lift up your eyes and see. And see, what can you see? Some of you don't see anything. You are born again. You are talking upward and forward. You can't see any upward. You want to experience the upward first. You have become Thomas. He says, I want to touch his hands first. The kingdom doesn't work like that. Come on, shout Glory! glory. In hope of eternal life, which God that cannot lie promised before the world began. Is that true? Promised says before the world began. Take us to Second Timothy chapter one verse nine. Maybe I'll close there. Very important. Say very important. Very important. When you speak, you don't speak as an ordinary person. When you encounter any man and the man speaks. And you say, he has spoken this. He's not born again. He said this. Refuse to fear. Because you are, you are not ordinary. He is ordinary. Even if he consults the most native doctors in Ghana, he's still ordinary in the sight of God. The one who is not born again is any man. The one who is born again is a new creation. So in the mind of God, you are not ordinary. Is it not strange? That he says, for there is no enchantment against Israel. In the Old Testament, 
No enchantment against Israel. You say that people are charming you. People are the ones doing charm. He says there is no enchantment against Israel. Nor divination against Jacob. He said he suffered no man to do them wrong. Saying, touch not my anoint. Those are Old Testament folks. You are born again. A child of God. Carrying the Holy Ghost. You are thinking like a man. He says, for they know not. He says, neither do they understand. He says, for they walk in darkness. He says, but I have said. God has said they were gods. The Old Testament people. Yet he says they were walking in darkness. No wonder they went into slavery and all that. They walk on in darkness. Yet I have said. That was God lamenting. I have said ye are gods. But you see what they are dying like men. Yet I have said ye are gods. What was God expecting from them? To embrace the fact that they have been made gods and live like that. You embrace the truth that you are a joint heir with Christ. You may believe that is why you live in a kiosk. We invite you to come to church. You don't come to church. You are not serious. You don't want a change. I've discovered that there are people who don't want any change. Yes, I was saying it. I said some people don't want to, if you like, bring the whole, whole, whole change on their head. It's before them, like they will still pass because of us. I'm not going to leave us. We don't want, they didn't come for change. It's just because they were worrying me. Come on, shout glory. <laughs> Is that not powerful? powerful? It says, who has saved us? Who has done what? Saved us. And called us. Has done what? Called us. Is this not powerful? Not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace. His own what? Purpose and grace. Which was given us in Christ Jesus when? Before the world began. That is what is referred to as the pre-existence of the new creation in Christ. Write it down. The pre-existence of the new creation in Christ. Say, I am a champion. I'm born to reign. This year, you must be successful no matter what. You know what I just said? This year, your businesses must be successful. This year, your finances must see results. This year, 2020, I speak into your lives one after the other. It doesn't matter where you are. I lift you by the power of the Spirit. In the name of the Lord Jesus, I lift you. Say, I lift you. I say, I lift you. I release the power of the Holy Spirit. In the name of the Lord Jesus. This scripture is very powerful. Sit down. It says, Who has saved us and called us with unholy calling? Not according to our works, but according to his own purpose. Called according to his own purpose. So the Christian is called according to God's own purpose. Can he fail? This thing as to nothing is working is because you say nothing is working. <laughs> Shall glory. Why? He says according to his own purpose. To even know that before God created the world, he had you in mind. He was creating Adam. I said Adam was what? Was not the original intent. I'll give you a scripture to battle that right now. Some of you have not seen that scripture before. I have to say bring it up. Shout glory. glory. According to his own purpose and grace, which was given us in Christ Jesus before the world began. So before the world began, God, Elohim, had seen Christ and had seen us in Christ. Even though there was no manifestation of that, that purpose was in him. It's the pre-existence of the new creation in Christ before the world began existence of the new creation. And one understanding you should have. You know what Jesus said? Let me give you one scripture right now. Shout glory. glory. Give us Romans chapter 5. Let me show you why Adam was what? Not the original intent of God. 
to know, sometimes when I sit down, to know that when God, Pastor Obed, when God was creating Adam, Adam was not his original intent and purpose. In fact, Adam was not his original creation. <laughs> Is that not powerful? It's like you have a plan to, to, to build what? A sky what? Scraper. And then you have a three bedroom. You are building a three bedroom. You look at a three bedroom. But in your spirit and in your mind, this is not what I really want. Has it happened to you before? Yeah. <laughs> waiting for that day when that contract will boom. Then you build this one. God was waiting for that day. Even God had patience to wait to that day. Is that not powerful? Yeah. We have a lot of patience. We say we will take over this world. I'm a spiritual revolutionist. See, I'm not walking on this edge just to marry and die and go to heaven. I have a purpose here. And I'm fulfilling that purpose. Is that powerful? Before the world began. So take us to Romans chapter 5, verse 12, somewhere, and then let me see. Let me teach, give you that one before I continue. Go to verse 13, let me see. Is that powerful? Verse 14. Nevertheless, death, come on, read it together, one, two, go. Nevertheless, death reigned from Adam's Moses, mm-hmm. even over them that have not seen after the similitude of Adam's transgression. Mm-hmm. Who is the figure of him that was to come? Who is, that is Adam, is a figure. See, these revelations are brought up in the New Testament. That is why when some of you are teaching the news, why are they teaching the news? Has God come? You don't know what you are talking about. This was revealed only in the New Testament. It says, Adam's transgressions, Adam is a figure of him that was to... Is that, is that English? This is not Bible interpretation. This is English. Who is the figure of him that was to come? Was somebody going to come? Who is the figure? Adam. So when God was creating Adam, he was creating a figure waiting for the actual Adam to come. It is that actual Adam we refer to as the second Adam. And is that powerful? That's what I'm saying. All the same things you are talking about, you don't understand. It's predestinate will of God that brought Christ. To bring us, you sitting down. That's what I'm teaching so that you you discover yourself. You know what you need to discover yourself. You stop breaking the chains. When you discover yourself, you just walk over the thing. <laughs> Shout glory. glory. You do what? The word figure there is the Greek word to pose. It means a sketch. So Adam was the sketch of the original. He was the sketch. That is Paul. That is Paul. That's not me. Did I write this one? He's the figure of him that was to come. Jesus was the one to come. This one was the figure. The sketch. It's like a shadow. It's like your shadow comes first. You, your shadow. A shadow comes before the, an original person enters. So this was the shadow for a reason. And I'll show you that reason next week. Do you understand? So it's very important. But what I want you to carry before we close is that. That tells us that when God was creating all the animals and all that, he had a creation in his mind. That he decided by himself not to create it at that particular time in Genesis. Is that true? He had a creation that he decided that as for this particular creation, I'm not going to create them in Genesis. In fact, I'm not creating them by light be. No. I'll create them in the fullness of times. That creation is the new creation. See, I'm talking to you about your spirit. Your spirit man. I'm talking to you about the kind and the quality of your spirit. Adam was the mankind. The new creation is the God kind. Adam was the mankind of God. He was the mankind. A kind of God that is a man. But the Christian, so your spirit is what he's talking about. And that tells us that, are you here? Who is listening to what I'm saying? Someone shout glory. Glory. That tells us that the Christian is not an afterthought of God. Or the new creation is not an afterthought. It is not when things work in particular and God says, let me now bring these people. No. The new creation 
is not an afterthought of God. The new creation is a forethought of God. That's, that's very important. And that also tells us that the presence of the, of the new creation is God's dream come true. Write that one down. It's very important. It's God's dream come true. And this new creation is the church. He's talking about your spirit. So you see, the spirit of Adam. Come on, listen. Is that powerful? Or oh, you are writing something? Shout powerful, powerful, powerful. Say, I'm going home to sit on what has been sitting on me. I'm going home to sit on what has been sitting on me. You must be actors. Say, I'm an actor. I'm a doer. The script is what we are reading. Then you act it in front of the camera. You may not have any camera in your house. You stand in your mirror. You act it in the mirror. What do you act? You act. I t- my business plans will take over this world. My business. Those are not ordinary things. Especially when they are coming from your spirit as you pray. Come on, shout glory. glory. Is that true or false? So it's very important. The quality of your spirit. The makeup of your spirit man housed in this body is different from the spirit man of Adam in Genesis. God made it in such a made your spirit when you got born again, your spirit in a way that your spirit has the potency, the potency to rule. So when you understand that I'm not an afterthought, I'm somebody God actually decided to plan and bring into the system. Go to Romans chapter 8 and let me close there. I want to show, I want to show you something there. Is that powerful? So it is not... Don't let... Are you, are you following what I'm saying? Don't let circumstances define you. Many men and even many Christians, many men, any man, then many new creation Christians going to church all over the world are defined by their circumstance. Because they are not married. Because I don't have this. In the physical. Because that is what defines them. That is what regulates them. Refuse to be regulated by situations. Be regulated by the understanding of your identity. The fact that when you sleep you see a demon doesn't make you a defeated person to demons. That is what you have to think. So that you say, I saw a demon. So from that time you are seeing yourself as somebody demons can attack. Wake up. Tell somebody, wake up, wake up. You know what the scripture says? Awake from your sleep. <laughs> the fact that you went and you got a disappointment first. As for me, I got it. You've made it a pattern. As for me, I get only disappointed. That is not who you are. Who you are is the new creation. Where you speak to those disappointments. If it's demonic or natural, anyone, we command disappointments to cease. Don't say because I'm struggling with a particular sin. I'm struggling with this particular sin. Sin is too powerful. Sin. No. Man is the one regulated by sin. The Christian is the one who regulates sin. The Christian, the new creation. Virtually, he, he regulates sin in righteousness. So it doesn't matter what you think that you are. You, you walk over it. Tell somebody, walk, I walk over things. Oh, knock somebody, say... We walk over things. Is that true or false? So that is who you are. And I'm not talking about your physical body. All of us have different faces and different colors. So if God is defining us by our colors, then we'll be making a mistake. But He's defining all of us as new creation by the content, the makeup, the disposition of our human spirit now, as we sit down there. So wherever you find yourself, when God looks into your heart, He sees an extraordinary person. Do you hear what I just said? Yes, and you ought to see yourself that way. Somebody who has what it takes to govern life. To govern. Say govern. Yes. To control the negative activities of demons. Somebody. Maybe you've not tried it. Try it from today. It's because some of you don't pray. That's, that's the problem. If you wake up and pray 12 o'clock, 1 o'clock, 10 o'clock, anytime, 
and pray in the spirit for even one hour at least, you will see changes. Your spiritual life will change. I was awakened to this, this, this fact within this week. When we went, we had a program many years ago, many, many years ago at, at 2010. We didn't know what we were doing. We just started doing something. And in the, throughout the program, I would tell them, I'm going to sleep. God will speak to me. Do you remember those times? I wanted God to speak to me by sleeping. That was 2010. I said, I want to go and sleep. God will speak to me. We were looking for how to pay our bills. I said, let me go and sleep. God will speak to me how? Malados Akapali Kato. Last week I was there when the Holy Ghost drew. I've forgotten those things. The Holy Ghost, that's what is really, He shall bring you to remembrance of all things. Brought me back and said, Do you remember those? I said, I remember. Then I said, But now when I sit down, I can see anything I want to see. You just sit down and see. Do you want to see? But that was not how it was. Progress. Growth. So it's very important. Things you are sharing with you, if you take them serious, you will be shocked. All those things. I always say that there is nothing I talk about I have not experienced. Have I not experienced things before? I've experienced a lot of things before. Even with this truth. I was just experiencing all kinds of things. Full of this truth. Still learning and coming up. Nothing is something new to me. If you are sick, I've been sick before. If your father is sick, my, my father has been sick. Your mother is sick. Your father has been sick. In fact, I've buried my father and my mother. So what is the sorrow you have seen I have not seen? But you see, when these troops regulate you, when they started regulating us, moving us, they brought us somewhere. Have they not brought us somewhere? In the next few years from now, people will be shocked at how great you have become. They will be shocked because they didn't know you were great already. All the times you were working with them, you were great, but they did not know. It was when it manifested. And they say, hey, we didn't know you were such great. Malagadosh, your businesses will come on CNN. If your mentality is small, it's because it has not been touched by the word. Come on, shout glory. glory. Say, I am not ordinary. Say that again. Say, I am the new creation in Christ Jesus. I am not any man. Say that again. Say, I am not any man. I am a man in Christ. Equals the new creation. Say, I am a new creation. A different kind of being. A different species of being. I am not ordinary. I am not ordinary. 